It's time for the No Shot Clock Podcast. We're talking the biggest stories in Illinois high school basketball. Now, here are your hosts, Michael O'Brien of the Chicago Sun-Times and Joe Hendrickson of the City Suburban Boost Report. Welcome in, everybody. We are heading streaking, Mike, towards the holiday tournament time. But before we get to that next week, we were already talking about breaking down holiday tournaments, and I get a little too excited. Um, We'll hold off on that. But uh, this week, we got uh, our takes. We're going to do a couple takes, and then surprises, Mike. We are going to break down couple categories three teams that have just kind of surprised overall and then three teams that we had our eye on but are probably doing even better than we anticipated and off to pretty fast starts uh mike you were off we we're both from the shootout marathon weekend uh where mike spent two full days at mount carmel i went to south elgin and then at, to mount carmel on fumes a little mike yeah it was it you know, and those long days, like six or seven games or whatever, you need like pick me ups. You need like something that is really good and it kind of refreshes you and gets you going. And to be frank, that didn't really happen. <laughs> and that made uh, it a lot longer. I, I know I don't want anybody to get upset because, you know, I had last year, somebody got really upset when I mentioned that, you know, their games were cruddy, but uh, Gary DeCesar, boy, I wasn't supposed to name him. <laughs> Sorry, Gary. Uh, Gary DeCesar was walking out. I meant to say an unnamed coach. Um, Gary DeCesar, Gary's not going to care. Gary DeCesar was walking out past us and he was like, well, there's been an awful lot of bad basketball today. (laughs) Enjoy watching this guy. You know, he he had just played. He was literally talking about his own game. Um, Yeah, there was, you know, and it's what happened. It's high school basketball. They only get two weeks of practice. We we go through this a lot, but we just saw a lot of... um, you know, even, and it just, things just didn't work out right. It's not like everybody was lousy to watch, but the teams that were good kind of didn't have a much of a challenge. They ended up being blowouts. And then the games that were good were tended to be more frantic. And we just couldn't really hit that sweet spot um, in general in like 80% of the games. There were some good ones. You know, I enjoyed Bloom Brother Rice quite a bit. Um, but, but yeah, it was, the, the Curie Mount Carmel game was nice too. I did an average victory margin of all the major shootouts thus far, and I don't have it with me. It's not pretty, Mike. Was it? I mean, it was double digits for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I was going to say that's. Yeah. It was in the high high teens. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. There were positives. Like I was talking to Scott Burgess, and nothing was great at the Chicago League Classic either. We're talking like four days, and nothing was super great. But I did see everybody. Uh, I saw like 20 one of the currently 25 ranked teams and almost all the preseason. So I feel like I got a nice handle on things. And, um, you know, I was, I was one of 37 people at South Elgin. Oh yes. You saw the, uh, yeah. Let us know about that a little bit. I guess. Well, no, that's your, let's start with our takes then. Yeah. uh, Let's talk about that one, Joe. Yeah. I'll just jump right into it. That game, rolling metals, new Trier, you know, when you're at a game and and I write about it in my three pointer coming up this week, but and I think, Mike, you can attest to this. <laughs> High school basketball is just different where, and I, I, you know, 
college pro any kind of support like that you are there there is a surplus on television you're getting recaps and like professional highlights of of breaking them down uh whether it be on sports center or wherever so when you're actually at a high school game where something significant happens and you're lucky to be there i use it as the were you with the john shire game by chance at proviso west when he no, was, it was not yeah I, as example, I was I was there and 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 watched Shire. What was it? Twenty one points and whatever minute thirty or oh, crazy number. So you, you you were fortunate, and that's how I felt Saturday at at South Elgin. Once I finally found the place, I had been there, Mike, since I watched Cameron Crutwig and Christian Negron going to. I think it was a regional game. Anyway, oh yeah, South Elgin is a a, a unique place to get to, but uh if those that don't know, Ian, Ian Burns, uh, Burns went for 12 three-pointers in a game. And the the magnitude of it, though, is what stood out to me, Mike, just because they're playing a top-five team. Obviously, Cameron Christie is a huge name in, in the state and, and arguably one of the best players, if not the best player in Illinois. And, and here's this kid who no one knows just goes off and this monumental performance. And it was something I had never seen before because you just don't see 12 threes to begin with 12 out of 14. And both misses were right there. He was very close to 14 out of 14. Uh, And then you start doing your little homework and you realize, and I talked to him and he was great talking about just, you know, complimenting his team and his teammates, but, but just also how, he hasn't been this fixture. He, he he's a nice player, a junior, six three wing, and uh, he scored zero points the night before. He he told me he was all, you know, and said he was um, just his mind was was not right for that game. And Glenbrook South the Friday night before he had zero points. He was four out of twenty from three for the year, going into the game, and there he was twelve threes. I like this new Trier team. I've seen them twice. I think I've even written or tweeted about it. They are not as good as a year ago. They're a different team, though. I think they're scrappy. I think they're tough. Uh, I think they're going to be a tough out, whether it be at Pontiac or in the Central Suburban League South or in state tournament time. Uh, They've got some guys that can make shots. Uh, Obviously, (laughs) you don't know what this is going to take Ian Burns over the next three months with this confidence jolt. Uh, about Jake Fee, got another three prominent three point shooter. It, it's a nice new Trier team. Uh, you know, Rolling Meadows was without Savet uh, Sadorov, who is just an emerging six seven senior. He has got an ankle injury that will sideline him. I think, I don't know, a week or two. Hopefully, he's back by holiday tournament time. But it, it, it was as entertaining of a game as I've seen this year. And it was just sad that no one else was able to see it because it just, I mean, other than a few handful of Nutrier fans, a few handful of Rolling Meadows fans, and myself and Mrs. Hoops Report, uh, there was not uh, anyone else in there. But it was a just an unbelievable performance and a fun, fun game to watch. Yeah, the uh, you know how I saw the Shire game eventually. This boy, we sound old talking. About, I'm about to talk about how you know the internet existed, <laughs> obviously. But the dial like, up, yeah, but video wasn't very usable 
on the internet yet. You know, there was YouTube, but anyway, da- the the late and and dearly departed Dan Laffey gave me a DVD that he'd burned of it. <laughs> I have a DVD uh, in my office somewhere right here of that game. I, I actually found it when I was rummaging through one day and I texted John Shire, actually, I just... Hey John, look at this! It just says <laughs> John, John Shire game. Uh, I bet you like, that's from hey, Dan Laffey. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so that's uh, yeah. I still have it too somewhere as well. I don't think I have a DVD player, but um, yeah, it, it's crazy. We're so old. We used to have to like hand artifacts to one another to watch things yeah. <laughs> on video. Yeah. That's wild. Um, yeah, that's exciting to see, and you know that, that kind of dovetails into uh. I don't know what it makes us sound like, but man, watching players score a lot of points is fun. <laughs> you know, even if it's not threes, if it's just big points, you love to go see big games. And I feel like that's something that we've kind of struggled with, especially the last couple seasons. And uh, I've had some new names popping up. And just the last two days, I've, you know, been out at games talking to people and I've got some messages on the internet. And I wanted to mention three kids, uh, three players that I have not seen play ever. I think Joe's seen a few, couple of them that I'm very excited to see. And their numbers have been eye-popping. Uh, one of them, for sure, Braden Carlson, a junior at Wakanda. He put up 39 against Marion Central, 34 points and eight rebounds against Woodstock North, 30 and 14 against Round Lake, uh, 27 against uh, one of the Woodstocks. He's averaging over 24 points a game so far this season. And I have Wakanda circled. On my uh, little teams I want to see. I'm very excited some weeknight when there's not some huge clash going on to take that's in my dr- first ever. That, yeah. that's, a, that's a drive. Yeah, wherever you go up there, Northern Lake <laughs> County. Uh, I, got, I headed up there for a football game earlier in the year, and it, it was interesting. So, yeah, I, I'm excited to go check out Wakanda at some point this year. I'm not promising anytime soon, but there will be a night, Wakanda. I'm excited to check out that junior. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's the third year of varsity for him. So, yeah, he's got a lot of oh, experience. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. nice. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, wow. All right. There's another kid, uh, Mud, I think they have, who uh, is all right. So, gonna going to check out Wakanda. Um, the next one is kind of a total unknown, I believe. Got a message over the weekend from a, a public league coach and told me that he that Manly does anyone even there are probably listeners that don't even know what Manly is. <laughs> it's been so long. Uh, Manly is a very small school on the west side. Used to be powerhouses. Oh no, I guess I mean I guess maybe in the 60s, 70s they were a powerhouse. Uh, Lutherhead went there for those of you who who know fighting Illini basketball and um his brother did briefly right am I crazy did he start at Crane Crane I think he just started he didn't go to Manly at all anyway yeah so Manly's been out of the spotlight for a really long time um I, I believe they're down in the blue at this point they're below the white there is a, a division below the white in CPS basketball um but I, I'm hearing that Manly has a freshman his name is July Love it's J A A L I Love he's a 65 freshman and uh, the coach uh, that reached out said, you know, he doesn't know how he's going to, you know, he's a freshman who knows anything, but he's pretty sure, you know, he looks like he's definitely going to be, has a chance to be a division one player. And that is not something you hear too often about anybody in the blue, uh, if ever. So I'm excited to make a short drive. Manly's not too far from where I live uh, <laughs> to maybe see them at some point. Re- real old school, Mike. Can you name the biggest name out of Manly? Uh, Cross. Russell Cross. Yes, yes. Yes. Russell. That's why I was thinking they must've been really good then. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, it's uh, anyone, anyone. We're talking fifty yeah. years now. <laughs> Eighty-one, ninety-one, two thousand one. I'm hoping I get to. I, yeah. I'm gonna catch a home game. Fifty uh, years, holy cow! I know. Yeah, Luther Head at this point is <laughs> several decades away. Wow. <laughs> Crandall is almost twenty years. Yeah, it's, let's not think about that. But I, I'd really love to go back to that manly gym, you know, for maybe one last time. Um, it was one of the original, like small ones that were kind of on the regular circuit it's really tiny um one of the upstairs small ones so we'll see about that but that's uh, something i'm looking forward to and then a name that uh joe tells me is a, li- a lot more well known maybe than these other two guys jj hernandez out at glenbard north um another school i just have not seen play in a long time so three three players i'm looking forward to checking out and please you know send me a message let me know if you've got a kid that you think we should check out you know there's 400 schools out there and not everybody is an AAU superstar. So uh, it's good to get this kind of info. And I was a fun going to check out the new players. Yeah. My, my second take is, is right on line with, with the player conversation. And it is just, you know, everybody's always asking, Hey, who are some players to go see, you know, who's fun to watch. And I I think you're you're not going to find a couple of teammates who are more entertaining and more fun to watch. And and you can appreciate who they are and what they bring to the table than the Castile brothers at Lamont. Uh, if anybody's paying attention, Lamont is nine and zero, uh, and Matas Rocas Castillo, the twin brothers. I don't know, are they five eleven, five five. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they have been a fixture at Lamont. They were really the catalyst along with Noyes Indersidus last year in, in that super sectional run. But they are just just doing it all right now for a Lamont team. They play with this this unbelievable sense of urgency and purpose that you don't always find with high school players. And that's why I find them so entertaining, so fun to watch. There's a toughness. They exude just confidence, and they're just fun players. Uh, you know, they combined to average about 37, 38 points a game and about seven, eight assists a game. Uh, so though that, that tandem is a, a very dynamic backcourt and it just the fun factor of how they play and the fact they're twin brothers, uh, goes a long way with the, you know, as far as wanting to go see somebody, they will be at, uh, where they at Christmas, uh, York at Christmas time. Oh, yeah. So they will be. You know, one of the teams to beat there with Rolling Meadows. I think a Lamont Rolling Meadows game would be kind of fun just to, uh, if that materializes. But it's just a, a, a two players that I think, I mean, their names are out there, Mike. They're, they're not their unknowns. They're, they're, they're Division two signings who are headed to Wisconsin Parkside. Uh, but, you know, I just don't think the, the masses of, of the high school basketball world have appreciated all they've done for that program and raising their level and keeping them where they are right now at 9 and 0 cuz that's you know uh, you've lost Noyes Indersidus who transferred bolted left them as a sophomore and went to his junior year at St. Rita and these two are carrying them and and done a phenomenal job with with uh maintaining that level of excellence that they set last year with a school record 27 wins and they're a third of the way there already at 9 and 0 yeah, they um, you know, I put both of them on the preseason on my top fifty players, and mm-hmm. but I did have a think about it. I was not sure I was doing the right thing. 
I was a little worried. Well, boy, about Saturday at about one o'clock, I uh, was no longer worried about that at all. They were, I do, they do have different haircuts this year. So I'm going to try very hard to, um, you know, figure out which one is which. I've, I've been able to do that with the Ruben twins. So I think it's time I get it down with the Castillo twins too. Yeah. But like you said, they were, they did that thing where, you know, they were so good. They've always been so good, you know, at just kind of running a, an offense for a high school basketball team, but they've taken that senior pill, both of them, you know, they've made that leap from junior to senior and they, wow, it's going to be fascinating to me to see how far they can take this team because the game I saw the supporting cast did not have a great game. You know, they still won. They beat Lane, which, you know, is a decent team. So it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the guys come along and just how dangerous they're going to be at the playoffs. But yeah, it's a, uh, it's really fun to watch them succeed so much after losing uh, Noyes Indrositis. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second take, this is going to shock some people, I think, Joe. <laughs> not a conference that I spend a lot of time <laughs> watching. Not a conference. Uh, I don't know that I've... It's the DuPage Valley. <laughs> and it's been overshadowed, frankly, by several suburban conferences regularly. You know, the, even the Duquesne Conference had its moment the last decade, I think where we spent a boat spent a lot of time there it was exciting, fun basketball. I think we raved about how much we enjoyed it. And I, I'm not saying that the DuPage Valley this year is going to hit those levels with, you know, multiple ranked teams and deep runs in the state tournament and stuff. But I think early on three weeks in it's bubbling up to be interesting, a really interesting group of teams. And I got my first look at them uh, last week uh, when Bonzi Valley was facing Bolingbrook at Bolingbrook. And we know Bolingbrook's always a handful for everybody. And with Bonzi Valley, they gave them all they could handle. They played a really great game. Was it overtime? I think it might have been. It was no, maybe came down to the last possession or whatever. But um, they had everything you wanted. They had some uh, two solid upperclassmen. Jackson Langendorf, Langendorf uh, did a lot for them. Kind of an undersized, you know, post player. And Shoy Rathy, I'm probably mispronouncing that horribly. Um, excellent leader, high school basketball player. You know, kind of extraordinaire is going to keep them in games all year. And then they had that future college player, young guy, the sophomore, Tyreek Coleman, who did some really great things. He's an intriguing guard. He's a name to keep an eye on for sure. They, they it's fun. They they ran this play, Joe. Uh, you had a, I don't know. I guess you probably didn't see it. It was on my last minute, but my last minutes have looked horrible. Um, it was three three seconds left, and they were down three, and they were inbound and, you know, under the Bolingbrook uh, basket after they scored. And it was perfect. Baseball toss, you know, football throw all the way to the free throw line. Guy leaps up, catches it, and whips it into the corner to Tyreek Coleman, who gets the three off right before the buzzer. It may have been the greatest last second full court inbounds play I've ever seen a high school team pull off. Uh, he didn't hit the three. <laughs> it rimmed out. Otherwise, it would have been fantastic. But was, Rob Brost after the game was like, yeah, I stopped him right in the handshake line. But wow, that was amazing. <laughs> you guys really nailed that. Um, so they were just a fun team. And then I was, you know, even looking at the other ones, Naperville North, He's off to a very nice start, and they got a kid, Luke Williams, who scored, I think it was 38 in a game this week. And Luke Williams, I saw him, he really stood out for me in football. He's a cornerback and like a FBS prospect. He's a tremendous athlete. Um, So, you know, they have Gene Nolan, you know, one of the better coaches in the area. So that's going to be a fun group to keep an eye on. We know Nequa Valley, you know, always has a, is always an above average team. DeKalb is good. They've been on a roll. Have they won the conference several years in a row now, right? I can't remember. I think I, they were on a streak as long as they didn't lose it last year. Um, I think they've won it every year since they got in. Maybe 
Um, and then Matea Valley, who uh, Joe wrote about, I think, in his um, team, the most improved teams. They have their backcourt back, some other guys, and they're off to a five and two start. So you look at the records, everybody's over 500 um, already, except for Naperville Central, who's just four and five. Yeah, I think that what is interesting about that league is, and we were talking about it right before we went on podcast, is just that, you know, it's a six team league. And with that win, Naperville North is past weekend. I, I thought DeKalb was going to emerge as kind of the team to beat. Daryl Island is a 6'3 senior guard. And then they got a good sophomore, Sean Reynolds, um, Mike Reynolds' son, the coach. Uh, he's a sophomore who last year, Mike, I think he hit 86 threes as a freshman. Oh, nice. Uh, so, but the Naperville North, where you mentioned Luke Williams, I think he scored 35 uh, in that game. Maybe it was 38, but he took, they took out DeKalb in a triple overtime game. So that kind of just, and then I've seen three of these teams in the, of, of the five. The only one I, you know, Naperville Central has hit hard with a, with a transfer that left their leading scorer, uh, Zillis, that went to a prep school. Otherwise, you have six teams all vying for, for realistically a, a conference championship. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know if they're going to, any of them are going to jump themselves into a top 25, but it's going to be a lot of scoreboard watching and a lot of teams knocking each other off. I think all winter long in that league. Jaquelb did win last year. So I believe they've won it. You know, they've only been in it maybe three or four full seasons. Um, but I think they've won it every year then. So them losing, obviously <laughs> this early, um, kind of shows what could happen there. Well, we're going to get into our our uh, surprise teams, and we're going to start with our three our three teams that we kind of think are the the, the biggest surprises. And the the first one, Mike, is you know they were surprised last year, and that surprise lasted all the way. Although they had higher expectations because Will Grudzinski was back, and that was Barrington. They obviously went on an unbelievable run in March, made it to Champaign, finishing, was it third or fourth in four? I can't remember if they won that third place game or not. Uh, I can't remember. Don't um, make me remember third place games, Joe. But, I think third, yeah. maybe. But, but yeah. Barrington, here's a team that graduated all five starters. And here they are, 7-0, 8-0. I had a, a coach in that league. I was texting with them back and forth. And I just, what about Barrington? Question mark, like, the same old Barrington graduate five seniors, replace them with five more seniors. Uh, and that's kind of what, you know, the Donovan Nichols is kind of the one guy that returned from a year ago that played some minutes. Uh, he's a six, two guard. So yeah, they got a transfer from St. Vider, Dylan Schmidt, uh, Ryan Shoemaker is six, two guard. So they, they've got a bunch of seniors again. Uh, but all of a sudden they are again, the team to beat on that side of the mid suburban league. while. Obviously, Rolling Meadows is the, is the team to beat on the other side, and it, we could see a rematch of the MSL title game with the way things are looking, which to me is a, a pretty significant surprise. Anytime any team graduates five starters and is rolling right back in mid-December unbeaten is, is pretty impressive. And uh, no, I don't want to the, – the schedule, Mike, as yeah. I looked at it, yeah. has not been great nor is it <laughs> on the horizon loaded with the minefield minefield of teams either. So you could be looking at another 20-plus win team. Uh, they go to Jacobs. 
uh, for the holidays, which, you know, is not one of the deeper holiday tournaments. So Barrington could find themselves sitting pretty in January. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this one goes because, you know, they were 7-0. and So sitting there in the Mount Carmel cafeteria last night doing rankings, I was looking for a team to add, and I had to take a look at that Barrington schedule, you know, after last year's success. And I knew they lost a lot, but yeah, the, the schedule just has not been challenging enough to get them in at 7-0 and at this point. We, we'll monitor, see how it goes, maybe circle that uh, Hoffman Estates, the two matchups with Hoffman Estates this year. Those will be big ones. Also the Palatine game. Speaking um, of circling dates, Marist, Marist, and Brother Rice again. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, I'm very that, excited about that. Yes, it is one of the best rivalries. It has taken a little bit of a backseat. You know, Gene Nolan left Marist, and Marist has kind of floundered a little bit uh, since then. And they have got a nice blend. That's our second surprise. They have got a, I mean, right now it looks like they are ready to be a team to be a thorn in the side of maybe Bennett or uh, Marion Catholic and the East Suburban Catholic Conference. Uh, that league's kind of shaping up to be, you know, those teams, but now with St. Fighter and Marist and St. Pat's. So Marist, Brother Rice will happen. It's not always in January, right? Isn't you know, always... I don't know if it's always in January or not. Um, I haven't been anyway, there in a few years. Yeah, they, 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 this is a team with a nice blend of, of, of youth and and some seniors. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, they got a, a freshman Stephen Brown. They got a sophomore, uh, who, who's been very tan- talented, Keyshawn Vival. So, I, I don't know. I, I have not seen Marist. I plan on seeing them this week, and I'll have a better feel and read. But their start has definitely opened some eyes. Yeah, Vaval is from um, Romeoville. Yeah. Um, he was on the, the group with uh, Mayo Swansea last year. So I saw him a couple times. I've not seen anybody else. They had another freshman step up, I know, last week and win them a game. Um, not Stephen Brown. So I, I think they're extremely young. The score of the Notre Dame game was interesting. I think it was like 34 to 30, um, which is... <laughs> a little worrisome <laughs> but but yeah i mean a great start you know with maris being young you know we've seen it a lot and you know frankly you wonder they've had trouble keeping players you know their best player is why oak lawn left you know he's at oak lawn now imagine what they could be you know if they'd held on to it's uh Xavier Suleiman. Suleiman. You know, he was their best player last year so you know that seems to be the challenge they're right there on the south side with people poaching <laughs> right and left all the time into the public league. So we've seen a lot of young Marist's team Marist teams not be able to stay together before. We'll see if this group can. I, I think I'm also going to see them this week as well. A different well, game than you. Well, we're seeing them. Um, we're seeing teams that are really, and I don't know what it, what's to it, but I, I talked about it with Hillcrest losing two key players. Boom. Yeah. Rolling Lamont <laughs> losing a junior star undefeated. Marist, I mean, and I'm not dissing on anybody who left the schools, but sometimes <laughs> if you ask some of those teams, sometimes it's, it's, I don't want to say addition by subtraction, but uh, I, I, they kind of rally around it. Uh, it might kind of smooth some things out. People blend into their roles better. 
And I think that's the case. You know, this Maris team, you know, we talked about the young guys, but, you know, Mason Ross and Justin Lang and Caden White, there's a there's a bunch of guys that's made a very balanced. If you look at their scores and look at their numbers over the course of this fine start that they're off to, there is a whole bunch of guys that are contributing and leading them uh, in, in different categories and scoring. So I, I've been really interested in the East Suburban Catholic this this year because if you if anybody didn't know, for years and years and years, it's been just the one game. They play everybody one time. This is the first year where it's a double oh, round robin. So everybody's okay. playing each other twice, Oh, which all right. makes a huge, huge difference in the conference race, uh, which will be interesting to see some of these teams, how they manage, you know, because those teams know each other so well, those coaches and the teams in that league. And to add a, a, another game, uh, those those bounce back games are always interesting to just the adjustments and what happens. Nice, yeah, I did not know that. Uh, the freshman that uh, came up huge in the St. Lawrence game is uh, Adani Vasilakis, and uh, boy, St. Lawrence is a solid, fun team. They're not part of this segment, but they're all they start five sophomores. I saw them the other days. That's a nice win for Marist and a big week for the Red Hawks. Uh, Joe mentioned he's going to go see them play Naperville North. I think I'm going to be there Friday, possibly. Uh, they host St. Patrick. So uh, we'll know an awful lot about Marist. Um, next team, it's Joe's boys. Yorkfield Foxes, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I saw them twice now. Uh, well, I should say game and a half. Uh, you know, I, I read about them at the beginning of the year as well in, the, in that article, most improved teams. And it was inevitable they were going to be improved. But I think what's jumped out at me is just the competitiveness, even like in a loss to Oswego East. Now, Oswego East has kind of been the king of that league, and uh, they went to Oswego East, gave them, I was at that game, gave them everything they could handle, lost in the final. They took the lead with about a minute, minute and a half, or a minute and a half, two minutes left, uh, only to, you know, it fell behind double digits and fought back. You know, Jason Jackson is the is the name that a lot of people are maybe have heard. He's 6'8", 6'9", junior, who's, you know, had a lot of colleges come in there and poke around and, and, and get a He's just a big, long 6'9", still raw, still developing, but coming along. Uh, LeBaron Lee put up significant numbers last year for them. He's a 6'4", 6'5", rugged, physical kid. Uh, and then they're the beneficiary of the yeah. Yorkville Christian transfers, and they've had a couple that have really stepped up for them and provided them a big boost, and Davion Johnson and, and, and Jolly Bully. You look at their team, though, Mike. Is they're probably a year away from. Yeah. They'll they'll return the majority of the team next year. Uh, so they're, you know, that I don't know if they're ever gonna sneak into your top twenty-five. But oh, they you know, will. <laughs> they'll be in yeah. the they were almost in the bottom already. <laughs> you know, but it, it is a team that I think is going to get better and better. Uh, and they're going to play in a league that. A lot of eyes and are going to be watching this year with, you know, with West Aurora in that league and Joliet West and Oswego East and Romeoville. And it, it's a fun league this year and Yorkville's part of it. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, it's, you know, their coach, I think it's his third year there, John Holokovsky. He was an assistant at Hinsdale South for a while and he writes fantastic preseason previews that he always sends me. So I've been very intrigued from the start because he mentioned 
you know, LeBaron Lee, he averaged 15 and eight last year. Uh, they got the six, five, uh, six, mm-hmm. six senior you talked about. And then there's the big prospect you talked about, but yeah, he didn't know what he was getting with these six transfers from Yorkville Christian, you know, most of them juniors. So clearly the fact that they're winning now is a great sign because they didn't have any time to figure this out. You know, they didn't, weren't all playing together over the summer even. So they're just really figuring each other out. So it'll be fun to see as the season goes. And they're um, a feisty, they're a feisty team. Uh, got a little quickness and decent athleticism. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a, well, that's why we're talking about them. They're a nice surprise. They made it. The other, the, these next three, um, you know, one we actually already talked about it, it's teams that we knew were going to be good. I mean, wait, they were almost all ranked. Well, two of the three. Lamont was not ranked, but when we saw them the first time, we went, whoa, reevaluate maybe. I think you would add Hillcrest to this list, maybe at a higher level, because but that's been kind of well documented. First team's Lamont. We talked about them. The Castillo twins have taken them a level above we expected. Next up, uh, I think we both laid eyes on them for the or did you see uh, it was Bloom. They, they walked out five minutes into the game. I was like, whoa, well, Bloom, these kids have all grown up. Yeah, no, they got great length and size. Yeah, you know yeah. their backcourt. You know when you have a backcourt in high school, Jordan Brown's probably six three, Rayshawn Harris is six four, and they have played in a lot of games. I mean, they have played in a lot of high school games. They got a transfer in Jaden Watson, who's super long and and, and active, six seven. Uh, he transferred in from um, uh, Brother Rice. Brother Rice. Wait, they have a Maris transfer too, right? There's Elijah Lovemore. Oh uh, yeah, and and he's <laughs> yeah, yeah he he's 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 from St. Lawrence. Oh, St. Lawrence. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He transferred from St. Lawrence. Uh, you know, he's a six-two sophomore. sophomore. Yeah. Uh, and then they got you know si- they just got they got a nice blend of size. They got uh, it, I I'll be intrigued to see what happens. You know, they've played a good schedule so far, and then you go to that meat grinder uh, Pontiac in the three days where they will really be tested uh, in a, if, if things pan out a bloom Bennett second round matchup, which is, that's a big time second round game. <laughs> if, if of any holiday tournament, I, I can't imagine very many games being better than that one. Uh, but bloom. Yeah. I, I, they are, I, we, I think, yeah, we both expected them to be very good. I just I thought they were better and more impressive than I than I thought they were going to be, and that is again a program that lost players transfers, uh, the, the Cobbs, uh, who are at Perspectives now. You know, I, that's that those were two really good, solid, quality players. Yeah, Michael Garner, their big man, defensive force at times. He mm-hmm. he's been kind of slowly getting better. Yeah, they're going to be a lot of fun to watch at Pontiac. Uh, third team is Hyde Park. Uh, they were also in the preseason rankings, but uh, to me, the big difference. And they told me about him in the preseason. I was out there to practice, but Jarrell Baldwin, the HF transfer, kind of has added a whole new dimension for that team. Yeah, we knew they were going to have one of the better, more solidified backcourts with Cameron Williford and Demarion Morris. You know, they that that was they were productive. They're both 14, 15 a game as a year ago. But you're right. I mean, that's a big addition for them. Uh I keep thinking, you know, crystal ball, what's gonna happen? I don't know. I mean, I I Jarrell Baldwin is is exactly what they needed with that six, 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 seven length. You know, how do they fare in that league? Yeah, it's I, I still don't think they have 
they don't have the firepower to go against the big boy to beat the big boys. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's just a fact. But they're I think they're clearly the top of the rest, which is saying yeah. something. You know, it's it's a solid league. My mind slips me three A four A. Ooh, I believe they're three A. Don't book me on it, but I'm almost positive Hyde Park. So they yeah. 3A. So they'd probably be Simeon sectional three yeah. A. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. It's kind of an issue for everything Hyde Park wants to accomplish <laughs> is that uh, they have Simeon in their way, which... Hey, real quick, before we... You're going to look ahead real yeah. quick. I know we'll, gotta, we'll wrap this up in a couple of minutes, but did you notice the IHSA? What, what, what's the reason you think there's so many sectional sites that are unaccounted for? Like, to be announced, nobody's put in for them. Did you notice that? I did not. I didn't bother looking oh, yeah. at it yet. Um there's hardly any sectional you, sites. You think more than usual? Oh yeah, more than usual for sure. I often don't look at the um <clears throat> yeah, no idea. Maybe people uh don't want to yeah, be dealing with the hassle just... anymore, Joe. Well, I that's my I that's just like underrated part I miss right. is just some of the traditional gyms that I like sectionals in and I see some of them that are gonna have them. I'm like, uh but oh well. I'll you saw some about. you don't like, Jim, or Jim. You saw yes. some uh, gyms you don't like, Joe. Yeah. Yes, uh, oh, and I don't, I don't like sectionals in them. But <laughs> yeah, I saw. Was it? Oh, I guess no. Somebody, somebody was just talking about maybe Lincoln Waste was going to have the Juliet one. Bad mojo there at the old Lincoln Waste gym. I, I would like to avoid that one <laughs> in general. Well, uh, after a busy few weeks, Mike, we got a little bit of a slow week coming up. It is. It is a little chance to catch your breath. Maybe I'm going to go out and see some new teams. Um, might be asking Joe for some advice. Uh, Joe, what do you think? These are my three choices tomorrow. Uh, Downers Grove North at Hersey. Geneva at Hoffman Estates. Niles West at Niles North. Which which of those three games would you pick? Uh, I'd put them in a hat. Oh, I, no big hat. No, I'd probably go Downers North. Okay, yeah. Hersey's I, got a nice I, record. Um We'll see. I want to see kids at Niles West and Niles North. Didn't Rolling Meadows just pound Hersey like 30? Probably. I didn't. Geneva's record's okay. You know, Hoffman Estates got DJ Wallace. I kind of want to see how he came along. So the best game of the night, though, tomorrow night's Romeo Villa Brother Rice. Um, That should be a fun one. And kind of a little weird one, uh, Romeo Villa Brother Rice. But I've already seen Brother Rice a couple times. I'm going to see Romeo Villa on the weekend. So anyway. Wednesday, definitely a slow slate. Um, Clark at North Lawndale might be fun. Might go check that out. Uh, Prosser at Perspectives MSA, the other perspectives. That is kind of an important one because they are the two likely bottom dwellers in the red uh, Northwest, and this win is going to be huge. <laughs> they, they both need this win quite desperately. Uh, Thursday, I think I'm going to go out to Lake Forest at Stevenson, get a look at Asa Thomas. Stevenson's off to a decent start. Um, Larkin at East Aurora might be the other highlight matchup. There's some public league games, but as you can see, we're through three days <laughs> and <laughs> have not hit anything too big. Uh, Friday's good. Friday, we got some games. Fenwick's at St. Ignatius. St. Rita is at DePaul Prep. Geneva at Batavia, the rivalry. And then we got two good matchups in that DuPage Valley. I was just hyping. DeKalb at Wabonzi Valley and Matea Valley at Nequa Valley. Oh, and then Naperville Central, Naperville North, all three. Uh, games are fun. Then there's a big showdown. Marion Catholic at Bennett. I will likely be at St. Patrick at Marist. And then we got Evanston Loyola. It was a fun one. Uh, Joliet West is up in Madison. And the whole weekend, uh, Joliet West is in Madison. Young and Simeon are in. Can you guess the state, Joe, that they're in? 
together? Uh, uh, no. You could guess, I think, for like 40 to 47 states and not get it. Um, they're spending the weekend. Arkansas. Yeah. Oh, you. Oh, yeah. Did you look it up? <laughs> yes. Nah, I, just... I was a little surprised. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> We're going to Arkansas? Okay. Uh, Saturday, we've got a big, sh- big uh, shootout at Triton. I'm not exactly sure who's running it or what it is, but... The schedule there is a big eight games. Get through them here quick. It's uh, Lynn Bloom versus Latin, Farragut versus Rich, West Aurora versus Lane, Bolingbrook versus School from Indiana, Hyde Park against Romeoville, Curie versus Oswego East, Kenwood versus a school from Michigan, and Proviso East versus Perspectives Leadership is the nightcap. So that's a loaded day of basketball at Triton. And that will do it for us for this week. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back at you next week.